0: This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. What's up?
1: You there? Yeah. What's going on? Did you see what just happened? there? What happened? It's recording in progress right now.
0: Auto record or what? Like you didn't press it or what?
1: I'm I don't I don't don't do that because Petey's the one who started it.
0: Huh. Interesting.
2: Where's Petey? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Sorry, boys. I had I had to finish my Tetris game. I was like I was on level 13 and I, I I fucking, uh, like I was crushing it. So anyway, I set up my old, uh, like the old original Nintendo for my little guy. So he's been playing and I've been playing Mario brothers punch out. And I have ice hockey, Tetris, all these games. And I, so anyway, I was just playing Tetris and I just, I couldn't, I was having the game of my life there.
1: (laughs) Super Mario brothers, Mike Tyson punch out. I mean, that, I had mine taken away from me. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just flat out. I think I was around 13 years old and I was playing, just addicted to super Mario brothers. Right. Just crushing the world's like on one man. It, it was, it was, I was like, I'm like, I, I should think I should be doing this as a job, you know, like that's how good it was. Dad called me for dinner. I'm like, yep. Yeah, be up there in a minute. Then all of a
2: sudden, calls the second time. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll be right there. Don't let him get to the third time. Third
1: time, comes downstairs, rips oh. the thing out of the wall, <laughs> and I never <laughs> saw it again.
2: No joke. Oh,
1: that's great. Never that's, saw an it Ann,
2: that's an Ann Peters move. She would rip it out of the wall. That's an Ann Peters move for sure. So, I'm conquering Tetris. So, what's up, guys? You know what, Gio, before we move on, very disappointed in you until I hear a valid explanation as to why your absence was felt at the 11-day power play. Because as all the guys showed up and we all, hold on, we all get ready to, you know, we're sitting there, our jerseys are hanging. There's no Craig Rive. He couldn't play. I can't play. Bad knee. But there's this Gianta jersey hanging there, just kinda lonely. Whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. I was very upfront with Lesikowski and Patty that I was out of town. It's fourth of July weekend. I was out of town. Could not make it. There was so there shouldn't have been a jersey from the get go.
2: Oh really? I was okay. Out of town. Okay, good. Good for clarification, because I even said to him, he goes, you know, I really want to, I really thank you guys for coming down here. It was a Sunday night. It was July 3rd. And he's like, uh, you know, for playing in this, especially on July 4th weekend. You know me, I go, well, then why'd you plan it to end on July 4th weekend? (laughs) What, what are we talking about here? Like, why? Yeah. Don, Don Granado sitting beside me. I like, you know what I mean? He's looking at me like, holy shit, is this guy serious? I mean, I wasn't serious, but in a way. like, Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I know. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Kind of serious. It's bad timing. You, know, you had to bust bad balls. Timing, yeah, sure.
2: of course. But, of course, I'm going to say that. Like, everyone else is quiet. I'm like, no one has the balls to say this. The guy just raised $1.2 $1. Yeah. $1. You got to bust his stones a little bit.
1: But anyway.
0: No, and Les, Leskowski knew that. I saw him at, so our Adam and his son were at the, uh, ushl there cedar rapids together so his kid's huge and he can skate and he big boy big boy
2: um okay well then you should uh you should probably talk to him about you know using your likeness
0: hey (laughs) listen if it means i i just as long as everyone was aware i was out of town i don't care what likeness they use
2: well i will say this i'm glad i asked and I'm glad I brought it to, public, uh, to the public light, because here's the thing. It was presented as though you were a no-show. That's <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. Okay. So there you have it. What's up, guys? Craig, I haven't talked to you in a few days. That was by design. Geo, you've been on the go.
0: Yeah. Summer. Full summer mode, bud. At the lake and uh, enjoying the new boat.
1: And that's uh, pretty much it. What's the best, biggest usage for your boat? Is it just kind of cruising the lake? Are you wakeboarders, skiers, tubers, fishers? So, th-
0: yeah, no, it's it's cruising and wake surfing. So it's one of the, it's like a hybrid version. You can surf behind it, but it's a cruiser. So we've been out, we probably put on more time on the lake than we have in the last two two years combined already just surfing. The kids are surfing and it's been good. It's been a good summer.
2: Nice. Are you able to host an after the whistle evening cruise?
0: We could do that. We could do
2: that.
0: I love how how
1: he just invites himself. eh? It's
2: just amazing. I don't
0: care. That's how I operate.
2: Someone just said it's
0: uh, it's an open invite. You can come by anytime you want.
2: Listen, someone just told me a great line the other day. They said they had a boat for years, and they entertained on their boat for years, and they finally got rid of their boat. They're older. They didn't want the headache. They're like, now all our friends have boats, so we don't have to go through the trouble, right? So it's like you got to know somebody with a boat. Let me ask you this before we go to free agency, and we talk about how much money teams spent on some of these players. How much money does it cost for you to fill your tank? I did it the other day. It was oh boy.
0: like Oh boy. I was probably I don't know, 35, 40% left, so I was probably like quarter of a tankish, you know. It was 500. <gasps>
1: <laughs> How long's that last
0: you? Uh, I'm back to like 50% already, so like in in normal years because that's that's uh first time i filled up so i had a full tank start in the season that was the first fill up and i'm probably halfway through the other that right now
2: yeah so. yeah oh okay all right all right anyway i don't know what you guys were saying uh you said somebody did some. like do you want to talk about that what you guys were talking about uh No. Just free agency. No. Okay. All right. I won't mention that. Um, What have you guys been thinking about free agency? I can't keep up with all this shit that's going on, to be honest with you. There's just so much movement, so much going on, so many head-scratching deals. It's like, what is going on with this league?
0: I think the cap and the flat cap have kind of put a bunch of teams in shitstorms, right? Like, so... They're making moves like, like dumping patch for nobody. You know what I mean? Like that's, if you're Vegas, how do you get in that type of trouble when they were so good? They, they had such a good spot for the cap starting out with draft picks. They had a great first year. And since then, it's just been nonstop movement mismanagement, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know. It's, I think that, that's thrown a lot of teams off and, Teams are aware of it, and they take advantage when they can, right? Like Kevin's done a good job of. Of he's in a good position cap wise, but in a year or two, three years, that will change. So you have to like manage it very, very cautiously. I think, you know, otherwise you're you're left. Well, that's the thin- thing.
1: Like I, I think that you know everybody, including myself, I said this the other day. It's very simple. Um the fan base and myself and and many others we want to see results now. Um we don't want to be patient anymore. I think patience have run a little bit thin and um and you know that's natural. You know we just want to see our team win games and 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 possibly have a a chance to to make the playoffs. That's what we all want. Do I want them to go out and spend all of this money that they have, yes, to make the team better. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But at the same time, as a GM, I think Kevin's doing exactly what he needs to do. And I mean exactly. And it, it sucks for me to say that because I wish they, they could go rogue and just go out and start signing all these unrestricted free agents and put these big contracts and, and get into that uh, you know UFA stuff. But that never pans out. You know, I think Kevin Adams is looking at things where he's saying, number one, he's got to allow the young guys to develop, okay? And I hate that word. I'm sick and tired of hearing the word in Buffalo. I hate hearing the word develop, but that's exactly what they need to do. They're sticking to their plan. And I think the biggest thing when you look at the group of players that Kevin Adams has on this team I don't think he knows right now who's going to be you know that that star player. Okay.
2: It's who's interesting. To be you're... the guy
1: that pops out and be and develops into that seven, eight, nine, ten million dollar player. Is it's it interesting to say this. It's Is it going to be Paterka? Is it going to be Middlestad? Is it going to be Cousins? Is it going to be Krebs? You know, we don't know who is going to pop. And Kevin's going to allow these guys opportunity to take advantage of it.
2: So cap friendly depth charts three minutes ago, just literally tweeted out based on current 20 man projected rosters. These are the youngest teams in the NHL uh, using average age. Buffalo is number one. Tied with Columbus, actually. 25.9 years old. So I, I think you're right on, Riz. I
0: think there's, there's a lot of layers though, right? Like free agency, no matter how enticing it is, it's tough to build through free agency. You know what I mean? Like it's really tough. You can add some pieces, but it's a very dangerous, slippery slope that GMs are on and they, a lot get sucked into it. And- Listen, I was very fortunate. I, I was very fortunate. I signed a five-year deal in Montreal, you know, good money, five-year deal. And it worked out. I played the whole thing, uh, contributed, but like five years, so much happens in five years to a player, whether good or bad, like it. So these GMs are throwing a lot of money at someone that they don't know personally, that they've just heard through, their, their conversations, right? Like what's this player like and how was he as a teammate and what's he, his work ethic like, well, did you not go and meet
2: them? Like you don't meet these players, talk to these players. They don't get a chance to do that. They just, is it always signed blind?
0: When I signed in Montreal, I had like, I, I wasn't in Montreal. I didn't see anyone. I didn't know anyone. Um, you know, Bob Ganey was the GM and he called on July one and, you know, there's a bunch of teams in, but like point being is that they're in this bidding war. So there's three, four teams in and it's Bartlett, you know, he's calling every two minutes. Okay. Well, this team's in, this team's in for this. And now Montreal comes back and they go higher. So they're in this bidding war. Right. And they don't know me. They don't know what I like
2: where did the bidding start? What was the starting number? No, you know what? Started. You know what? In in some ex- okay, so yes, t- in some examples, did yes, you see it? in some examples, yes, but I think your character was already spoken for because you stayed with Lou and signed with Lou, extended yeah, yeah. with Lou, yeah. like. Wait. So I mean, y- y- you're the exception to the rule because you're coming from the organization where the number one thing that matters is character, and if you don't yeah. have any, yeah, you're yeah. not there very long. So. That oh, that could be but, said. But for they're signing me for free, they're so, signing me
0: for five years. You know what I mean? You could you have, and have these said these other jams are like, going to thank, seven. Thank you, Andrew. They're going to I, se- thank you, Andrew. Thank, thank you. you. I Andrew. really appreciate it. You're you you welcome. Pumping my welcome. tires.
2: Yeah, no, you're good.
0: But five to seven years, like, and you're locked into a guy that you don't know. That's not in your system. You know what I mean? I think you've seen a little bit of a trend of these teams wanting their guys for that seven, eight year deal rather than going into free agency and looking for that right like i think you have to be pretty desperate and be pretty cautious if you're signing a free agent to big money 7 years cuz you don't know what that's going to be i think it's just it's hard for these gms to really figure that out and for so, and for buffalo for buffalo too like the point being with rivs they're in a good point now but a couple of these guys hit now they're in cap hell within 2 3 years and I know the fan base, trust me, the fan base has been patient, but this is the third season for Kevin Adams and the new group coming in and you're just starting to see the vision that he's trying to lay out and you have to you have to let that go. You can't go back to it's been eleven years. it's been you know X amount of GMs and X amount of coaches you you have to at this point the organization has to see. Kevin Adams vision out a few more years and see what happens in order for this to go forward the right way.
2: I I, I want to talk about, you know, all free agency, but didn't the Sabres add a big piece in Labushkin? I mean, that's a key piece to your, to your team. That's a, that's a must need for a lot of different reasons.
0: That's what we've said for the last five months with the team needs somebody like that. Right. And Riv's had a couple other guys labeled that he would have rather liked maybe you know what I mean but that Riv said Labushkin
2: you know I mean? Riv said Labushkin months ago he's like go yeah. get Lilia Labushkin or whatever cuz he couldn't <laughs> pronounce his name and I, and I, I remember him saying it cuz he kept calling him Lilia and he said like go and get Labushkin you'll n-. and I I said he's never going to come here I said that yeah, so he's never yeah. going to come here. Well, listen, I mean, let him go. I can't believe he's here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I can't believe they got him. And I thought he would have cost more. To be honest with you. Well, here's the thing. You know, Toronto Maple
1: Leafs, they're like completely up against it, right? They don't have any money. They have zero yeah. dollars to spend. So as much as they, they would 100% want Lily Labushkin, but we went and paid him. 2.75 million dollars you know is that like a lot he, is that a lot for for L- lily labushkin yeah i think it's uh, i think that's a big contract i think that's big contract but he's an understood how oh, yeah how, where do you see him where did you see him and, and, in? and
2: where did you see him
1: yeah no like I, I, if we're talking uh not an unrestricted free agent and we're talking uh a guy that is let's say a restricted free agent, he's making like one, one, eight, one, seven for what he's an unrestricted free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent. Okay. So what did you you think he was going to make? I, I would probably think around right around what he got paid two and a half, you know, we paid him two, seven, five, um, you know, did not have to give him a four or five year deal. What is he on a two year deal? Yeah. Like how, how good is that? Like, how good is that? That's the best case scenario for the Buffalo Sabres because they don't want to be tied up. They don't want any money tied up. They don't don't want any money tied up at all because, you know what? Owen Power, in two years from now, is going to have to sign a contract. Okay? He's going to have to sign a contract. He has three years, but he's going to have to sign a contract. um, Or, sorry, he has two years left because he burned a year last year. So he's he has two years left. What I know. Do you think
2: that kid's gonna make. I, I know. I guess. I guess. Look. I, I mean, you've gone Where through. You, all, you've like, gone through I'm all this before that- about who has to sign and all these guys and cousins and what's Thompson gonna get. Like, yes, I I get all that. My question is a guy like Labushkin, who we know what he is. I mean, I, I guess I could have seen and accepted a three or four year deal for a guy like that. I mean. That's all I. But, no, no, you, because you, I'm going to tell could. I, what, you.
0: You what I was. You, could you could go ahead. Deal. No, no, but you could see it. But to Rivs's point, you don't have to. They got him for two years. They can. They can extend him. They can. They can keep him for four or six years. Okay, who's he, he, he going to play with? Who's
2: he going to play with?
0: Bryson. That's up that, that.
2: He's going to play I, with I Bryson. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't know, okay, so say he's great for the next two years like, well then then what? like say he's it. exactly what you need a a physical right hand shot, right side defenseman, and he'll be thirty, and he'll be thirty, which is okay. not old, but it's not young, but he'll be thirty, big deal, big deal. Okay, you say that like like uh, we're what we're playing I'm what in I'm the, trying in to get at here. And
1: thirties, like what I'm trying to get at here is Kevin Adams. I think, and I can't speak for Kevin, but I'm going to try and you know um, get into his brain and what he's thinking. You look at all of the deals. So you look at the goaltending, the goaltending. Craig Anderson's gone after next year. You know Eric Comrie. We do not know what this young man is going to aspire to. He's on a very friendly one point eight million dollar deal, but he he's on a two year deal. So the goaltending has to be reevaluated after the plan. The plan is
2: Levi, and I guess he showed it this week at the prospect.
1: Levi's not coming in here and for a few years.
2: for two years anyway, yeah, two right. years isn't unrealistic. I would think he's
1: going to – year one, is he's going to finish at Northeastern. He's going to play a year there, play exceptionally well. The Sabres are going to want to uh, get him to a contract. Most likely, he is going to be going to the minors for at least a year. Would you not think, Gio? Yes, 100%. So on year three, if everything works exceptionally well for Devin Levi, and two years is a freaking long ways away, you're going to reevaluate Devin Levi, and he might be a backup to who you have there right now. Okay, Devin Levi is not in two years. In, in year three, is not going to be jumping in being the starter for
2: the for the Buffalo Sabers.
1: Okay, I don't care right. how good so, he is. He needs a learning curve. That's what this is all about.
2: So you're back to the go
1: back to the plan here. So the plan two year uh, our goaltender's longest contract is two years. Then you look at the defense. Rasmus Dahlin has two years left. Labushkin, two years. Yoki Harju two years. Bryson, two years. Matias Samuelsson has a one-year left. And Owen Power has two years left. Do you understand? He is going to figure out next year what these kids are all about. If, if Owen Power has a great year and scores you know, 45 points and plays exceptionally well, He's gonna want to sign him to a long-term eight-year deal after one year in the friggin' league, man. That's it. Okay. You know, Rasmus Dahlin is going to need a new contract. Most likely it's going to be re-upped. There's gonna be some big dollars thrown around, probably with those two guys. Matias Samuelson is not gonna get paid peanuts if he has a really strong defensive you know, penalty kill, physical puck moving. Like he's, he's a dark horse. He's a guy that I think is going to be really good for the Sabres next year. He needs a contract, a long-term contract, but here's the, here's the thing that makes GMs super, super happy, but super, super nervous is we do not know what's going to happen with, you know, third year Dylan Cousins. We do because he needs a contract after, after next year. We do not know what's going to happen to Peyton uh, Krebs. We do not know what's going to happen to guys like uh, Middlestat. Victor Olsen's on a two-year deal. Middlestat's on a two-year deal. Guys like that, you, you're, you're, you're hoping that they break out, but it's going to cost you money, and that's okay because Kevin Adams has not, put all his eggs in one basket. He's waiting for someone to break out. And we don't know who it's going to be yet. And that's what's exciting about the team. The team is set up. If guys break out and take advantage and they become the players that we're hoping that they become, Kevin Adams is going to be able to pay them the proper market value and not lose guys because he he's in the cap hell. So it's it's about the waiting game. It's about who is jack quinn who is jj Paterka? we don't know yet and neither does kevin and i don't care about any oh they look great in the the you know the rookie development camp you know my
2: waiting game is hearing what geo has to say because he's our guest and we only have him until until a certain amount of time can
0: you shut <laughs> the hell up. he's he's He's, you're right on ribs like and that's why oh,
1: thank you thank he, you, you brian that, well then why a, are you here geo you're here to you're here I to i don't
0: i don't agree with ribs on a lot of points but this one i do and that's that's what i'm saying about the the fan base they can be mad that there's there was no big free agent splash but you have to trust in where kevin is going because it's he is going to hey, be madly. Like, who
2: huffing. is, the, who, is be the in who is expecting? Who is expecting? Were we expecting J- Johnny Gujo to sign here? Like, Oh, no, I got shit on for my wish list. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, go get the Laurier and get Branson. I was like, ah, oh, you fucking old school goon. Like, you know, and then they fucking sign within eight minutes of free agency. So fuck you to yeah. everybody who says, you know, you don't need those guys. Give me a, give me a break. But anyway, I guess, like, I wasn't expecting big free agent signings. I was shocked they got Labushkin. I was thrilled they got Labushkin. But then I saw the term. And I'm like, man, it just would have – it. like, I'm not disappointed. I'm happy he's here. I'm happy it's not a one-year deal. I'm glad it's a two. I wish it was a three. I would have been thrilled if it was a four. Because I'm afraid well, you might have to pay this guy a lot more money in a couple of years because of everything. Craig has been literally listen, preaching for the well, last week to about, about You're going money, you- money, money, money out to power and all these other guys. I'm just like, fucking lock these but guys you up. You
0: got your guys, you got your Samuelsons and all these guys coming up that may, you might not need Labushkin in a couple of years because your young guys fill that void. You're going to have to. They may to not pay fill guys. the void, but then you can sign him to
1: another two years. You have Lefouche nobody here. like him. You mean? We, no, we have no physical
2: defenseman in you're our You're going to have system. to pay
1: guys. Okay. Rasmus Dolin was our most physical defenseman last year. That's a problem. He's also, he's also our most skilled defenseman. That's our a power problem. Play guy, puck moving defenseman. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. I think uh, Rasmus Dolin really grew in a lot of areas in this game. Um, He's, he's still extremely young and he's still growing, but he is going to get paid. Owen Power is going to get paid and they're going to be big contracts. They're going to be Why easy. does Owen Power have to get a monster
2: deal already? I don't understand. Why are you because giving him? six
1: fucking six, 225. Okay, but, okay, but Hedman
2: took, first overall. Pick. I know it was years ago, but Hedman took a six-year deal at like 4.7. I have to go look at these numbers. They might be off a little bit, but I think See, he took you're,
1: a. You're bang on. I, I guarantee you that's what's going to happen.
2: You hit it on the head. Like he took a four-year, five-year deal for like 4.7. Now I know times have changed. Caps look at in. Yeah,
1: I took a three year deal for did he not take a three year deal for six million dollars? Yes, he did. Okay, that is exactly what they're going to do with Owen Power. Owen Power might be even less than that.
2: I'm not afraid afraid of of having multiple six million dollar defensemen. It's the nine, 10, 11, 11. Like, that's the numbers I'm afraid you're talking about, like. Guys well, like let me Brent ask Burns making eight for eight, and then you have to give away the contract. You got Eric Carlson, like Drew Doughty's getting older at like eleven million. It's like these are the deals that yeah. But Drew Doughty made. signed that when he was thirty. I know that.
1: You're I know a bunch bad of example idiots. Like you know what I'm saying. Like that's a stupid contract for keeping Drew Doughty. You're going to pay him eleven million dollars. You know Eric Carlson. Yes, I know he's the shiny new uh, toy, but eleven and a half million dollars.
2: I, these these are stupid contracts, Gio. This is essentially the same team going back out on the ice next year,
0: and and that's okay. For me, that's okay. I mean, listen, it's they're going to be better because the players are going to progress, right? Like they're going to naturally get better. They're going to have more season time. They're gonna have learned a bit more what you what you what you risk with putting out the same team in my opinion is is flattening out right like so (laughs) it's like anything you want to continue to progress up as the team what you are in danger of is that flattening out now and now your top prospects becoming flat rather than continuing to get better year after year after year. And you don't want them all to do it at the same time, right? Like You can absorb one or two, but three, four of them go at one time. That's when your team gets flat. That's when your team stalls and you don't want to stall year for the Buffalo Sabres because of how many years it's been like you need to be that team that's on the cusp of the playoffs next year and then be yeah. able to break through the next year. You know what I mean? Like well, so Let me let me share some you need to make.
2: Let me share some reality with you and we'll talk about progress here, okay? So let me let me throw this at you guys as we're talking sabers here. So the first 20 games of the season are absolutely crucial, correct? 100% Okay. And then we said um, that you have to beat the teams now that you are competing against and right around the same kind of team that are right at those peaks of getting a little better. You have to beat the, this is now, this is before free agency. I looked at the schedule. You have to beat the Ottawa's, you have to beat the Detroit's, you have to beat the Chicago's Well, everybody should beat Chicago. Uh, You have to beat those other teams. Well, how about this one? Two of those teams got so much better over the last week, and that is Detroit and Ottawa, and they opened the season with Ottawa. It's like this team has to be great for the first 20 games to show that there is major progress, and who those guys were last year are really those guys, and other teams around got a lot better. Those games aren't, well, aren't, they, those games game, aren't they, tapping wins anymore.
0: They got a lot better on paper.
1: There it is. On paper.
0: Wait, what what does what does like Giroux love Drew of the past? And and I will never shit on a player because I'm a player's first guy. But is Drew gonna have the same impact in Ottawa that he's had in Philly for years? Like that's to be seen. You know what I mean, like, so yes, on paper, Ottawa has gotten better. They've added pieces, but how does that come together? Like what it's not a slam dunk that they're a better team. On paper, they're perceived as a better team. You know what I mean? So, like you said, the first twenty games is just as important to Ottawa as it is going to be to Buffalo, with where they stand and how they s- situate themselves down the stretch. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's it's projecting out, and you have to. It's a league that you have to perform every single night, every single year. You have to come back and perform. So it's a clean slate for your talks. Your 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 Tate Thompson's it's a, it's a clean slate for Darlene. It's a clean slate for power. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be expectations that continually change in this league. And it's no different for Buffalo's roster as it is for Ottawa's roster.
2: Okay. Okay. I've been placed. Thank you. Well, that's no, doing, do you, I mean, you, have, I, you know, like, I appreciate, I, I appreciate it.
1: Go over, yeah. go over the two teams. They picked up Tam, uh, Cam Talbot. Okay. Hey, He's good. He's not great. He's not great. Like, are you ordering the rings with Cam Talbot? Is that is that their savior? Well, we picked up Comrie. Comrie had uh, had a great season in in uh, Winnipeg. We have Craig Adams, who's got that maturity. He's not going to have to play with Craig Adams. Years. Anderson need <laughs> <laughs> <made> his stick. <laughs> you look at our goaltending. I am happy with our goaltending. You look at our defense core. Compared to Ottawa's, I will take I will take our defense core in Buffalo over Ottawa's any day a week, any day of the week. And not only do I feel that we are as good or better than them now, we're going to be ex- way better than them in two years from now, three years from now. Guys like Matias Samuelson hasn't even begun to touch his ceiling. Owen Power is just starting; he hasn't played. At hardly at all in the National Hockey League. Rasmus Dahlin's 21. He's still continuing to prove and get better and push. Like, I mean, Yoki Haru's 22 years old. I'm looking at our defense here compared to Ottawa. Take it 10 times out of 10. Then you look at then you look at the forward line. Ottawa's got a nice forward line. They, you know, they're Brady Kachuk. They're captain. They're feisty guys. He plays a great brand of hockey. Norris, they pick up Claude Giroux. Alex Debrinkit, two 40 goal seasons. Unbelievable. Let me ask you something. Where's Kane? Who's passing him the goddamn puck? Patrick Kane literally is one of the greatest passers in the last 15 years of playing in the the league. Who's going to pass Debrinkit the puck to score 40 goals? Patrick Kane's a wizard. There's no wizard here in Ottawa that's going to be moving the puck to DeBrinket like Patrick Kane. He's still going to have a great season. I think DeBrinket's a nice hockey player, but we're going to all sit back and we're all going to get to watch what Alec DeBrinket does when he's not playing with Patrick Kane. Then you go through the rest of their lineup. Like, okay, all right. I, I really, really, really like Buffalo's lineup. I really do like Buffalo's lineup. Um, I'm not afraid of Ottawa. I'm not afraid of them at all. I think our team... That's good Thursday because these are the Don teams that you have to hurdle built. in order
2: to fight because to, they're not going to just jump into first place in the division, but they have small strides. So the next step is getting extremely close to the wild card. And that wild card are these teams. They're the teams. You know, they're the Islanders. I'm- they're Ottawa. They're Detroit. They're all of these teams. I'm obviously forgetting the obvious ones, but that's just because I'm using these as the example. These are the teams you have to be better than in order yeah. to show massive improvement. And you these know what our massive, are not significantly going better. To be? What's that? And I'm not our saying massive. the Sabres aren't better. All I'm saying is I just am noticing that on free agency day that I understand the plan in Buffalo and I respect and appreciate the plan, trust the process or trust the process, depending on where you're from. And, and I, I get it. I'm just saying I am, there's, I'm hopeful and that, the, you, that this team hopeful? can play the confident? first 20 games the way they finished, pardon?
1: Do you feel confident with the Sabers? Because I don't think you sound confident.
2: I think I I speak from the experience and from watching over the years we've seen this before. Players and teams doing well after the season is gone and there's nothing, there's no real pressure, not any day you come to the rank, there's no real pressure. So when you're inserting the mindset of fun and love and camaraderie and everywhere, family, and that's great. You need that. We all know that. But when you're doing it, when, you know, like when the season's over, you know, I just, I just really look forward to, the first 20 games of the season yeah. and see how they are during that sprint out of the gate.
0: At at some point <clears throat> the expectation needs to change from an organization and transition. You mean like like Don Granado has done a hell of a job with that team. But at some point it's going to go from building confidence, right? Like it, getting the team to come together building up their confidence on the ice so you know you can have success every night, night in, night out. That's what he's done. But at some point now, when the results are in question, what happens with this team when they have to make that switch now with the expectation to be a better team, to be a team that is fighting for a wild card spot? Does that change your mindset on the ice? Does that change your demeanor? Day in and day out, how you work right now, like PD says, they go in. It's fun. Everyone loves each other. Uh, everyone. You loves lose home. a
2: game. It's like ah, fuck it, guys. We're we're getting our ice time tomorrow, no matter what, because we're getting an opportunity yeah. to play. So everyone's loose. But when you're when you're puckered up a little bit, backs are up against the wall. Players perform much differently.
0: Well, and and Granado will have to coach a little differently, right? Like he's going to make have to make hard decisions that people aren't happy with. And now that changes your dynamic within the room, and it, it's fine for a short period of time. But what happens in the long term when that pressure starts to build, uh, roles start to change, ice time starts to change, does the animosity
2: within start to build? How do you manage that? Exactly,
0: exactly. So as you roll, the expectation changes, but all of that stuff builds and has to be managed.
2: I never, I was never in a position. To ever feel any animosity I knew my role I knew my spot I knew where my my lineup spot was every single night for six years but I witnessed a lot of of it I witnessed a lot of it I witnessed and hurt you hear guys piss and moan about guys getting nice time and certain guys and certain coaches and I'm not going to name names because I understand the pressure of it all I understand why you know it happens but I you know i hear it i heard it i sat around it and and it's uncomfortable man it's uncomfortable how
1: many of these guys know the rule very few
2: very few why it, why is that
0: it it well cuz they're no, all I, getting I a chance to so be it's exactly
2: go ahead yeah. you're a guest
0: no no i agree no 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 i agree <clears throat> it it's, oh, it's that it's, way because everyone has an opportunity right now because nothing has been defined out. There Everybody there is – and, and, but what happens when it's defined out? What happens when the first power play unit is put together and your perceived quote-unquote top guy isn't on it? He's on number – the second unit that gets the 35-40 second power play at the end because power play one is clicking and you can't change that. Yep. That's when the is when Don Granado
2: taps Tage when the first power play unit steps up and he says, Hold on a sec. We're gonna give someone else a shot here. You know, Jack never got taken off of that spot. So why should anyone else like I'm just saying I'm not using I'm using Tage as an example, not yeah, 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 because yeah, I yeah. not because I think anything. I just he's a guy that has exploded. So he mm-hmm. was the first name that came to him. you know what I mean? Like there's it's well, gonna get very interesting, man. It's it, gonna get it's, very um, interesting.
1: You know, I'll say that, you know, guys like Cage Thompson on on, uh, the left-hand flank and a guy like Victor Olsen on the right-hand side, and then you have Rasmus Dahlien at the top. There's your umbrella. That's not changing. No, you have to perform. It's
0: the NHL. Okay. that's how you're starting. That's how you're starting. That's how you want it to look. That's how it can be very dangerous. But I'm sorry, if you're not performing, they're not clicking they're not making things happen, then changes have to be made. Next like year is the, the year that that's going to happen. Driven. Next
2: year is the year that they're going to start being like, Hey, you need are going to sit or they should be the year. And okay.
0: yeah. And you don't have 50 games to figure it out. You got five, right. six games. And if that shit's not clicking, well, here's you have the thing. To start adjusting.
1: It's a lot harder. And this is, this is what I'm trying to get at. They do they know, like, you know, Quinn in the minors is an absolute shooter. He is, he was sniping goals. He scored 65 points in 40 games down there as a 20 year old. Okay. I think his game is going to translate to the NHL. I think he's fast. I think he's insanely skilled. He shoots the puck exceptionally well. I'm he's sure smart. he's gotten stronger. He's smart. He's a guy that needs to be put in an opportunity to score goals. Okay. Um, and, and this is what I'm trying to say. You know, I, I've, I've talked to Mike Pekka, who's down there, who gets to see JJ Paterka every day. And Mike Pekka is blown away with this young guy.
2: Blown away. This guy. Let's the give real them deal. all spots. Let's give them all spots on the team because we have so many players and they're all so talented. Let's because well, it's going to, I mean, just right give them all, now, give them all a spot. What we're talking about is,
1: is, I don't think Kevin. And his staff knows who is a bona fide top six unit. We do not know is Jeff Skinner a top six hockey player? Is Tage Thompson? Is Victor Olafson? You know, is Alex Tuck a top six player? Petey? What?
2: And oh, I, I think obviously like, yes. Uh, oh, top, obviously, top well, he wasn't player?
1: playing top six in fucking Vegas.
2: But that's not why we brought yeah, him here. I, I, we brought him well, here so yeah, that because right. they didn't have the room there to, to actually give him, to to blossom into that role. Like what are you talking about? He is without question, top six forward in this team. Okay. There you go. Now we're without question. I, I think we're gonna find that's out.
0: Kevin's also, yeah, I think that's Kevin's Jack to these Jack Quinn's these
2: Paturkas should be worrying your middle stats, your cousins, your uh, maybe not Peyton Krebs, but I mean they should be worrying those guys. Your Asplins, your Bjork's, because that's their ice time. Like those, you know. I'm forgetting a couple guys. I mean, I don't know how much Oposo is going to be losing sleep if a young kid steps in and and gets more ice time. But I mean, those are the those are the guys that Olafson is another well, one. Well, let me ask you a question, Petey. Well, let ask, is, this ask is... Gio this question because okay. Gio has to go.
1: What is Alex Tuck's best year in the National Hockey League? Maybe a second year. He's played six.
0: Uh, I, I was gonna say, was his best year Minnesota? Like no, one of no, no, those no, Years no, no. in Minnesota. He only there, played. No? I think
2: he only played six games or something for Minnesota. Yeah. Okay, Geo's got to go. Geo, is it or do you have to go? Yeah, or, I gotta go. But yeah, I gotta. Go.
1: So what, but, I'm, um, what I'm trying to, what's your point on that risk? My point is this, yeah, listen, I mean, Alex Tuck is, has, has brought a, a thought and a value face value, the way he presents himself, the way he talks about his teammates, the way the inner workings that Alex Tuck has with this team is, is unvalued. Like he is incredible on and off the ice. But let me ask you something. When you have a JJ, a JJ Petterk or a Jack Quinn, who might be a guy who's a ninety-point guy in this league and a thirty-five goal scorer, the best year for for Alex Tuck in this in his entire NHL career has been fifty-two points, twenty goals.
0: Uh, but you're 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 four five plus years out with that conversation. I think. Yeah, you know I mean. I think you're
2: four years out. how many from, points does he have to get you to satisfy your appetite as a, a top six as a top six? How many points does he have to get you sixty five seventy
1: but Can by th- the time you're
0: talking that these guys are gonna come through, his role may change within the team structure within the team dynamic it, it, you that's why spin it back to free agency signing guys to long-term deals as a GM is extremely dangerous because of that particular thing. What is Tuck's role in four to five years? No one knows. You know what I mean? You can want it to be a certain thing, but you want your young guys to be pushing and make a 90 point guy. Yeah. But then it makes your job as a GM, to make these decisions hard, right? Like, so then what happens when the role changes? On this then contract,
2: which is four more years, I expect him to be no lower than a number two right winger, yes. And the only player that I anticipate stepping in and taking a number one spot from him because of where he was drafted, because of his success in the minors, because you wanted to translate to the NHL, is Jack Quinn. And then after that... What about Matt Savoy? Well, you said the other day that you don't see him as a centerman. You see him as a winger. Is that he's right wing? He's
1: not gonna. I and this is just. Does my it have opinion. to be right wing? And and how far uh, away no. is
2: he from from competing for a top six spot yeah. on the roster? Yeah. I'm saying he can't skate into it this year this year in some regard, Like, get some games. He's not gonna be there, some, there this year. Okay.
1: There's there's too many young guys that are competing. To, and and, and this, is, this, this all circles back to what we're talking about. Kevin Adams needs time because he doesn't know who's his Kucherov. You know, Kucherov was a second-round draft pick that blossomed into one of the best hockey players in the world. And he blossomed with a Steve Stamkos. He blossomed with a Victor Hedman over time. But he, he, he exploded because he was given opportunity. Gale, and
2: our final, final words, my, my, my,
0: my, Yeah, no, my last point is we're talking about top six on an average team. You look at all these top end teams that are winning and competing. It's their top nine that are effective night in yes. and night out. They're You're top very, nine. Yes. And if I'm on a top team and I'm a third line guy, but I'm a, a, a contributing factor to that team you are just as happy with that role as a, as a second line because you're interchangeable at that point. It's your top nine guys up front that are going to make a winning team. You know what I mean? So we're talking top six and Tuck gets bounced out of the top six. Well, when it becomes a great team and they're a top nine team, forward line, then, then you have room for all these guys to develop and be top end players for you. So that's agreed. Where you want to get to as an organization?
2: Well said, Gio. Way to finish. Enjoy your day. You look handsome as hell. Thanks for having me, boys. That shirt just falls off the the traps. Really nice, eh? Yeah, it it. does, doesn't it? You're not afraid to wear clothes that mold to the bod. Craig's clothes mold (laughs) to the bod just because of the... (laughs) No.
0: They mold in different spots. (laughs) The bod molds to the clothes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: after the release after after the air release (laughs) later
0: G.L. Thanks buddy see you boys
2: that's a wrap on another episode of after the whistle don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle and at Craig Rave 52 at the instigator 76 and you can find us as you already know on Apple Spotify and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast thanks for tuning in Don't forget to spread the word.